Hallelujah. So, Father, speak through me today. Lord, I pray that my tongue will become like the pen of a ready writer. And I will speak your heart, your mind to your people. And they will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to start a message today. I titled the message, The House That God Is Building. The House That God Is Building. It's a long message, so we're going to do it in bits and pieces. Uh, we're going to continue next week. But today I want to start by describing the kind of relationship that we have with God. All right? Because you start from there. You know, there are two kinds of relationships that we have with God. Two or two levels of relationship that we have with God. It's not necessarily two kinds. Two levels or two dimensions of uh, relationship that we have with God. The first one is, we can simply call it relationship or a permanent relationship. I wanted to say a permanent relationship. That is, as children of God, we are in relationship with God. It's a relationship that he invited us into. It is our permanent position with God. We are children of God. Praise the name of Jesus. The second dimension is called fellowship with God. I want you to say fellowship with God. So, I want you to just notice that there is relationship and there is fellowship. Very important. Now, relationship is permanent. It's a permanent relationship with God. It, it doesn't change. doesn't change. It's there. Hallelujah. John 1.12 says, As many as receive him, he gave them the right to be called or to become what? Children of God. All right? Because we receive Christ, there's, an, there's a relationship established. It's a father-child relationship. It is permanent. It doesn't change. We don't lose it. All right? You don't all of a sudden no longer a child of God. You don't. If you are genuinely born again, you don't lose your salvation. And it's good for you to know. You don't. Unless you renounce your father. All right? Obviously, if you renounce your father, then, then he is good. But it's not easy. Even, even in the natural parent-child relationship, it's difficult. You can't break it. All right? You can't say you're not my child anymore just because you're angry. Or you're not my father anymore just because you're angry. It can't. It can't be undone. Hallelujah. So is our relationship with God. It is permanent. It, it is also a gift. And I love that. It's a gift. It's a gift. It does not change. You know, for, you know John 1, 12, as many as received him, right? He has what? He gave them the exousia or exousia. That is authority. Authority meaning you can use my name. You are my child. There is, a, there is a spiritual adoption that takes place 
when you give your life, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It is powerful, it is important, and we must, we must note that. Praise the name of Jesus. But there's another kind of relationship. But before I go, the Bible says we become children of God. If you marry that with Romans 8, 17, he said, if children then, right? And if children, if we have become children, what, what do we become? Yes, right? And joined heirs with Christ. Wow! Did you get that? That it, if we become, if you have become a child of God, that means you have an inheritance. You are entitled to everything that a father should give to his child. The same way Jesus has. So our salvation puts us in equal footing with Jesus as far as our relationship with God. Hallelujah. When Jesus rose from the dead and Mary met him, you know, Mary was the first person to, to go to the tomb. Shout out to the woman, right? <laughs> Went to the tomb, couldn't find Jesus, looked around and all of a sudden, you know, saw Jesus appear to him, all right? And Jesus, and he, you know, Jesus was talking to him. All of a sudden, our eyes got open and he said, Rabboni, you know, I was excited. And Jesus said, don't touch me yet. You know, I am going to my father and your father. The first time Jesus said, he said, I'm going to my father and your father. So our relationship with God really makes us to call God our father. So when we, when, when we say our father or my father or my daddy, it is real. It is real. You see, you know, God is excited to hear your voice like a father just hearing the voice of his child. Praise the name of Jesus. The second level of relationship or the second dimension of the relationship is our fellowship. Now, our fellowship is our current status. Hallelujah. It is our current status. Now, so you can have a relationship with someone is your father, right? But you may not be talking to each other, right? You may not be talking to each other. You know, husband and wife, right? May not talk to each other for weeks. <laughs> How else we can deal with? <laughs> right? We can deal with ours. Even God understands ours. Be angry and sin not, right? You know, God understands ours. But weeks, weeks will put you in trouble, right? So what happens is you are out of fellowship with them. It doesn't mean they are not your wife anymore, right? It doesn't mean the person is not your husband anymore. You are just not getting along. Or sometimes you may not even have, you know, you may not, not talk. You know, maybe you are busy, you have, you know, you know, you have two, three, six-figure jobs that you are doing from your basement as an IT professional. <laughs> and, you, and you do real estate on the side, right? 
<laughs> right? You do real estate. So you, you, you go for a week. You don't even know your wife is sick. They are, they are crying for attention. You are out of fellowship. Even though the permanent relationship still stands, right? The fellowship, you know, is not there. Now, so when Jesus is talking about in John 1.15, I mean John 15, sorry, John 15.4, Jesus said, abide with me. So he's talking about fellowship. He's talking about abiding. In that case, he's talking about fellowship. He's not talking about permanent relationship. He said, abide with me and I in you. He said, let's stay close. That is what he's saying, right? Let's stay close. He said, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides by the vine. Neither can you unless you abide. He said, look, unless you abide, see, most of the benefit of being in relationship with God, you will not be able to enjoy it. Right? I mean, if you're married, you have a wife, but you hardly talk. You hardly see each other. All right? I know a couple, you know, they will exchange their children in a parking lot of a mall or a grocery store. When somebody is watching children, somebody is walking, right? And they will say, oh, I'm starting work at 7.30 and it crisscross, right? And they're going to say, oh, I, I just, so let's meet, let's meet. Take the kid. You take the kid. And everybody goes to work. And by the time this person comes in, this person is gone. And they can go for months like that. No benefit of marriage. No companionship. Right? No. You see them, they are angry. Right? The man is always angry. The woman is always, you know, bitter. You know? And you ask them, how is, how is marriage? They say, which marriage? Right? So, <laughs> we're just roommates here. Yeah. All right? Married, but, so, but they are married. Right? If you say, oh, the married couple come, they come. They are legally married. They find time to go to a wedding maybe twice a, <laughs> twice a year or something like that. And they can even post things on the Instagram. You know, the, the one time they, 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 they get to go to a party, oh my God, they just... They take all the pictures and they share it like once a week for. <laughs> and people are like, oh my God, they love each other. What a cute couple. Wow. Oh, honey, I want our marriage to be like that. <laughs> but they are both dying in the inside. No benefit of marriage, right? No. So it can happen with us in our relationship with God like that. And it happens. That we have a relationship which it is intact. Because we have not renounced Jesus. We have Jesus. We put our faith in him. But we don't have time for God we don't have intimacy with him. We don't have fellowship with him. 
You see, when we read the grace, you see 2 Corinthians uh, 13, 14, right? 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That's deep. I'm going to teach on that one day. You see, Jesus is grace. Jesus is gift. John 1, 14 says he's full of grace and truth. Jesus is grace is gift. Jesus is the one that connects us to the gift of God, right? And God is love. So the love of God, right? And because love is the initiator of everything, because of God's love, he gives us Jesus, which is grace, right? But he, he says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you know, or if you read the New King James Version, it says the communion of the Holy Spirit. The Greek word is koinonia, the continuous communication of the Holy Spirit. You know why that is necessary? It is the continuous fellowship and communication that gives us access or that puts us in a position to enjoy the benefit of being children of God. Without that, you will just be a child of God with no fruit, with no evidence, with no inheritance. That is, you are not enjoying the inheritance, the, the joy that comes from being a child of God, the peace that comes from being a child of God, the, the victory that comes from being a child of God. I mean, there are so many things connected to just having a God like this, a father that is so kind, that is so good, that is so wonderful, that is so powerful, that, oh my God, I mean, you can't even describe him. You have such person as your father, but you have no fruits. It's just a paper. Some of us that, <laughs> that work so hard to get citizenship, U.S. citizenship. You know, we cherish that. I mean, I, I cherish my U.S. citizenship. I cherish that. I cherish being able to live in the greatest country in the world. I mean, I don't take it for granted. I'm not one of those people that go and bash the U.S. No, I'm not. It's a fort, very faulty country, but to me, whew. I pick up my blue passport. I get to any airport. I look at other people. They have some uh, orange, green. I'm like, God bless you. There is a feeling he gives. There is a feeling. But you have some people who are U.S. citizens. I mean, I mean, you're like, what? Born citizens. Some of us had to pay and buy the citizenship. Have to get interviewed. Right? Have to read some, some jargons and go before somebody. 
and you are wondering whether you will pass or fail, right? <laughs> Some people have this citizenship. They have nothing to show. I mean, isn't that sad? And you are like, how? How? Why? Hallelujah. But you know, in the spiritual, we are like that. Angels are like, oh my God. (laughs) And you are a child of God. Ah, You have the passports. You have the authority. You have access. And you are doing nothing. My God. Please help us. Please help us, Jesus. Please help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So, we must to enjoy the benefit of our permanent relationship. Right? Sons and daughters. I mean, we, that's permanent. God, God is not, I mean, let me tell you this. When the prodigal son went away, you know, he did not lose his relationship. He lost his fellowship. <laughs> and he suffered so badly, right? He lost it because the, the father said, my son that was dead, right? My son that was lost is now what? Found. So even while he was still away, he's still a son. So sonship, daughtership, our relationship is permanent. It doesn't matter how you feel. You can wake up one day and say, I don't feel like a child of God. You are still a child of God. (laughs) You are not just in fellowship. And you know it, right? You're not in fellowship. You're not being in touch. You don't spend time. You don't prioritize. You don't know him. You don't even know. Some people know your father more than you do. Sometimes some unbelievers know our father more than we do. You know that? Centurion knew the father more than many people. The centurion, right? Many people know about. They know enough about our father. They know enough about his principles. They know about, enough about what he likes more than people who have relationship. They don't have relationship, but they know enough. That's sad. But what gives us an advantage, really, is that fellowship. Hallelujah. Fellowship is important. Fellowship is important. Now, so when we sing, how many of us sing here once in a while? <laughs> Some of you are singing right now. <laughs> you re- refuse to raise your hand, right? <laughs> just add to that. Just add that to your list. I lied in church today. The good thing is you're not going to go to hell for that. But you're still going to regret it, though. So, what, what I'm saying is, we all sing. 
Now, what we see, the danger of sin to a born-again believer is it breaks our fellowship. It breaks our communion. So in the spirit, there's a wall that is erected between you. You might be doing all kinds of activities. You might be praying, but there's no connection. There's no connection until the fellowship is restored. Praise the name of Jesus. First John 1 John 1.9 tells us, if we confess our sin, right, he is faithful and just, and we forgive us our sins, and what, and purify us. You see, sin brings unrighteousness into our life, and righteousness and unrighteousness don't agree. Now, we don't lose our relationship because you don't all of a sudden, no longer a child, no longer a son, right? But you are no longer able to connect, all right? And that's really, and if you're sensitive, that's why you don't leave asking for forgiveness until Sunday or until at night when you're about to pray. Some of you, it is when you are about to go to bed, that's when you remember to ask God for forgiveness of sin. If the sin occurred at 10 a.m. in the morning, so you've gone from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., 12 hours of out of fellowship. Do you know what you could have missed? You could have missed the voice of the Holy Spirit. You could have missed, you know, what God is trying to do, what he's trying to tell you, how he's trying to use you. You know, you could have missed so many things, so many things that belong to you because you are not in touch. And that's why we run away from sin. I don't want to be out of fellowship. Praise the name of Jesus. That's important. Our fellowship puts us in a position to enjoy our inheritance. What is a good in an inheritance that you can't enjoy? So Christianity is not a religion. That's why it's not a religion. You see, it's not something I check when I'm filling a form, Christianity or something. No, it's not. It is a function of having a relationship and maintaining a fellowship. I must really be conscious of those two as a believer. Of course, from a positive standpoint, not to be afraid, but to understand that I want to keep my status Right. Hallelujah. Let's read uh, a scripture that you know I love a lot. Uh, Ephesians uh, 1. Going to read the prayer, the prayer, but we're going to read verse 18. Verse 18. Hallelujah. I'm out of time. I'm going to stop very soon by God's grace. I have to go preach somewhere at the 10th anniversary of, uh, of a church. Uh, so I'll leave. We'll continue next week. Amen. So I'll wrap up in five minutes and we're going to pray. But how many of us have been blessed with this? This is really changing your mind, changing your heart. Hallelujah. Now, look at what Ephesians 1.18 says. I want us to actually read it together. If you can read it on the screen. Let's, let's read it. One, two, go. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened 
in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. Now, so what he's saying here is, he's praying that they will be able to see three things. What are the three things here? Number one, the hope to which he has called you. I mean, what God has called you into as a believer, I'm praying that you see it. That's the prayer. Number two, the riches of his glorious inheritance. The inheritance that you have in him. I am praying that God will open your eyes to see it. And number three, the incomparably great power that is available to us who believe. I'm praying that you will see it. You see, those things exist because we have a relationship with God. Now, but we get to enjoy them. We get to experience them because we maintain a fellowship with God. Hallelujah. There are two levels of fellowship, though. Number one is individual level of fellowship. All right? The fellowship has two dimensions. Relationship has two dimensions. Permanent relationship, fellowship. Fellowship has two dimensions. One is individual. The other is corporate. And they are both very important. They are both connected to each other. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, so Jesus is talking about the individual fellowship in John 15:4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So Jesus is saying, look, there's an individual fellowship you must have with me. Your prayer life, right? Your studying of the word. You're consciously walking in love. You're consciously walking in obedience. You're consciously living in holiness. You're consciously growing, you know, personally taking learning as a disciple. Those are how you maintain a personal fellowship. Your con con continuous thirst to know him, speaking to him, hearing his voice. Those are ways you maintain a personal fellowship with God. Individual fellowship. But there's also a corporate dimension to that. First John 1 John 1.7 says, First John 1.7, I want all of us to read it together. Let's go. One, two. But if we walk in the light, and he is, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of his, Jesus, his son, purifies us. Wow. Did you see the corporate dimension? See, they all depend on each other. We're going to talk about that a lot more next week by God's grace. They all depend on each other. Because he said, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, what happened? We have fellowship. See, oftentimes, we fail to understand that church is not an event that happens every Sunday. Church is not an event. In fact, Sunday service is a family reunion. 
that we have. That's not family reunion is not family. Right? I mean, sometimes strangers even make it to family reunion. Some some people. I mean, weird things happen in family reunion. Some people make it to family reunion. Say, are we really related? Yeah, I mean, they make it to family reunion. They are, I mean, they are connected somehow. So, but what? But family is after and before, right? So our connection. So if your connection to church is only Sunday, you are not in fellowship because. Look at what he says here. And I want us to read it again and we'll close. 1, 2. Let's go. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is... Stop there. If you have truly seen the light and you walk in the light, what will happen? You will have what? Fellowship with one another. And what happened because we have fellowship with one another? The blood of Jesus' his son purifies us from all sin. So that means there is some benefit of fellowship that depends on corporate fellowship. And this is not corporate fellowship. This is corporate service. A few fellowship might happen after because I'm going to define that a little more for you, what it means. What happened in a real fellowship, in a real corporate fellowship, and we're going to take it from there. But are you blessed today by this message? Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands and say, Father, restore me into fellowship. If you are here, you are not in fellowship. You have to just confess your sin to God. If you have done anything, the Holy Spirit is there. He helps you. If you have done anything, no matter what it is. Some of you, it's because you've ignored God. It's not even because of sin. You've ignored, you've been too busy. You have been caught up in yourself, caught up in your issues. You've not had time for God. You've not, and you know it. You're not in fellowship. You are not in tune. Your spirit knows. You feel dry. You know you're not in touch. There's no excitement. There's no joy. You are not. You are a child of God. You have given your life, but you are not in fellowship. I want you to say, Lord, please restore me to fellowship. I am sorry. I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to make sure I stay in touch. I'm in fellowship. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, I release your people to your hand. I ask in Jesus' name, the Lord, you will restore us into fellowship. Enlighten our understanding. Help us to really realize who you are and honor you appropriately. Help us to walk in the light. Thank you because you've answered our prayer. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless.